um, welcome to the podcast, Tempting Kate. Um, the idea behind this podcast actually has kind of been percolating in my in my brain for a little while, um, for a long little while, uh, but it it comes from a place that's so kind of um, sad <laughs> and um, uh, difficult. Um, and embarrassing and, you know, kind of shameful. Um, no, uh, yes, shameful that I, I've put, I've put it off. I've hesitated and, you know, just kind of let it roll around in my little brain, um, for months without ever actually doing anything about it. Um, because of course that is the nature of shame. Um, that's what makes it so hard, right? Is that its power lives in its, um, its ability to be hidden or, or our perception of its ability to be hidden. Uh, shame lives in the dark. Um, and the only antidote to it is to bring it out into the light, um, to, to tell it, to share it, to, to bring it out into the universe and to shed light upon it and, um, to tell, to tell it, to tell its story and, uh, to kind of refuse to let it hold that power over you that it holds when we keep it, um, when we keep it hidden, when we keep it in the dark, when we keep it locked up inside of us in that kind of dark, dirty, dingy, scary, messy, broken, filthy place where we put everything um, that we don't want the world to see and that we work so, 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 so hard um, to make sure no one ever, ever, ever knows about us, right? Um, You know, we do that because we think that's what, that's what brings us closer. That's what makes people, um, attracted to us. That's what makes people want to be close to us, want to be in our lives. Um, that's what makes people want to connect with us when in fact, um, keeping those things hidden and, and keeping that, those, those truths, however kind of hideous or, or dark or scary or embarrassing or, um, painful they are, keeping them hidden is precisely what keeps us from, um, really connecting with the people around us, um, from really letting people in and letting love in, uh, in any capacity, you know, it's this great cruel trick (laughs) of our psyche, um, the things that that we think are going to separate us are in fact, um, kind of the, 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 the pathways to connection. That's, that's the, you know, like the, and like the neurons, you know, kind of the, the, um, not the literal, but the figurative neurons of our, our connectivity to one another. Um, those are kind of the dendrites, (laughs) right? That, uh, reach out 
and uh, create those pathways to connection are the very things that we shove so deep inside of us, um, you know, hoping, praying, working overtime um, that no one ever actually know about them. Um, life is hilarious. <laughs> um, and really, really fucking hard, right? Uh, trying, trying, um, you know, ever present journey to, um, not make a joke when I'm talking about tough stuff, uh, not rely on sarcasm and fall back into like, nihilistic wit because uh, it's not actually funny and it's not actually how I feel um, and it is absolutely a defense mechanism to vulnerability um, so anyway the, the, the what made me really want to start a podcast was uh, the fact that um, I don't have any friends <laughs> um, it's not funny it's not funny, it's really hard <laughs> it's really painful um uh, I don't have any friends. I lost my friends. Um, and for the past several months, I'm, I'm going to say like eight or nine months, uh, the, you know, the, the closest relationships that I have in my life are to my dogs. Um, and my dogs are the absolute loves of my life. Don't get me wrong. They're incredible, incredible, perfect creatures. Uh, who are wonderful listeners to everything that I, you know, throw at them. Every ridiculous story or, you know, really funny, not funny joke. Um, they are just the absolute best. Just the bee's knees. Um, <laughs> as far as listeners go, they are just, you know, you can't hope better. And as far as creatures go, they're nothing in the whole damn universe beats a dog. Um, I stand by that. Um, but the thing is, they can't talk back. Uh, and as much as I like fully believe, because I do fully believe, uh, that my dogs know exactly what I'm saying and that they are communicating with me, um, in their way that they are, they are showing their empathy and compassion and they totally get it. Like next level, get it. Um, I truly believe that they do. Um, my codependency kicks in and I feel like I'm putting way too much on these two creatures. Um, I'm asking too much from them. It's not fair. (laughs) I'm being really needy and, uh, I, I need someone else to talk to. Um, I need this to exist somewhere else somewhere, you know, that's not just between me and my dogs. Um, and I guess this is also kind of, um, this is made in hopeful prayer that I'm not the only one who feels this way. Um, (laughs) that I'm not alone in this particular pain, uh, this particular loss, this particular emptiness, uh, that I'm experiencing right now. Um, it's new to me. 
I think in a lot of ways, um, this kind of breakup, this kind of heartbreak, this kind of loss, you know, not of a romantic relationship, romantic partner, but, uh, of friends. Um, it's, it's not something I've ever on this level dealt with before, um, on this, this level of like, it's not, you know, it's not that I grew apart from one friend who, who had been there. It's not that, um, you know, there was one person who kind of, uh, I thought, I thought our relationship was different from what it turned out to be. It was kind of this wholesale kind of, um, kind of 14 year old nightmare <laughs> of like, you, you go into school one day and all of a sudden, um, all the people you thought were your friends, uh, you know, they don't want you to sit with them anymore. Uh, you're not invited anymore. Um, and it doesn't go away. <laughs> it doesn't just, you know, last a couple days or a couple weeks and then, you know, things change, dynamics change and everything's back to normal. Um, it's permanent. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think in some ways, um, it's been hard for me because there's no precedent for it. Not just in my life. Um, not just like, you know, when I, when a relationship ends, when a romantic relationship ends, um, I've had a lot of romantic relationships and kind of ranging the whole spectrum of good to bad, you know, amicable to, um, straight up, nightmarish um so I have my own kind of point of reference for how to how to deal with that and kind of the normalcy of that the inevitability of that um I don't have that for this kind of loss for for this kind of pain um I don't have it personally but I also don't have it kind of intellectually um I don't have it in, there's not a lot of songs written about this. There's not a lot of memoir written about this. There's not a lot of, you know, literature or poetry or, um, blog posts or podcasts or anything. Um, there's just not a lot said about this kind of loss, which makes it, uh, for me has made it all the like all the more isolating um when 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 the issue was already that um i had kind of lost my people i lost my people i lost the the people around me who um made my community who made up my community who who made my home home um you know, so like the, the nature of the loss was already incredibly isolating. Uh, and then kind of added to that or compounding that was the fact that, uh, that there was really, I, I haven't found a lot of, um, 
connection or camaraderie or just kind of uh, familiarity of experience uh, and kind of all my go-tos, all of, you know, like all of my, um, the things I would normally turn to, to remind myself that, uh, this, this is kind of the cost of living. This is the price you pay for, for the human experience is connection and loss. Um, but this particular type of loss, I have, I have not found, um, many stories to connect with and that makes me feel so infinitely more isolated uh so so profoundly more um just alone in in this already incredibly lonely experience um that I feel like the the shame around it has just amplified and magnified in this way that that has made me not just not talk about it but straight up lie <laughs> like lie lie to my parents you know to people who um are who aren't close by kind of um geographically um and just talk about this, this like, you know, really thriving social life that I don't actually have. Um, I have very much the opposite. Um, and kind of reassure, you know, reassure my parents, reassure my family, reassure anyone that, um, you know, like this, this and this may have happened. But don't worry, don't worry. I've got lots of good people around uh, taking good care of me. Um, when it, it couldn't be further from the truth the very pain that I'm kind of experiencing and talking about is, is the pain of not having, uh, good people around me to help me through it. Um, and not being able to, to speak that, not feeling like, like I was able to speak that, to tell that story, um, to tell that truth. Uh, that's not, I don't, usually lie (laughs) there's a lot that goes unsaid with me perhaps um you know I I certainly uh will hold back in telling you how I'm feeling or um you know or going into detail about what's going on in my life um there's a lot I try to shield everybody from for no reason than my own fears of being unlovable. <laughs> um, but I don't usually almost never do I straight up lie about my condition, about my um, experience, about my reality. Um, I've, I've gone through things and done things that like on paper. And I feel like, you know, in most people's kind of like litany of, of, you know, if you were to rank the things that you would be most afraid to tell your parents, um, well, getting a DWI when you're a lawyer, (laughs) uh, that would probably go above the fact that like your friends don't like you anymore. Right. When you're 30 years old. Um, but no, actually turns out like I told my parents immediately, uh, when I got home from jail, my parents were the first phone call I made. Um, 
but this has been going on for over half a year, you know, eight months, um, of, you know, total kind of isolation, um, and just like profound loneliness. And I have been not just not talking about it, but lying about it, like just completely, completely making up, uh, fabricating, um, this universe of what my friendships look like, um, when it it couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, and that's, you know, that's my shame. (laughs) That's my experience of shame around this particular, um, pain that I'm going through this particular struggle, uh, this particular loss um, has been just compounded by feeling like there just must be something wrong with me. Like, and you know, I know that like, I, you know, I've gone every breakup I've ever had. I felt like, God, what's wrong with me? You know, like what, what did I do? What was wrong with me? And that was, that's been there for, you know, every single time things haven't worked out, um, in a relationship, in a romantic relationship, but like the, um, profundity of like my, um, just inherent unlovability, unlikability, um, just kind of misfit, um, ghost (laughs) like it doesn't really matter if I'm there or not you know kind of beyond being unlikable but just being a non-factor just it doesn't I don't it doesn't matter I'm invisible um that's been kind of the the dominant emotion around this loss where in whereas that may have been a component of of losses before this um, that's been the, not just a component, but like the, the, you know, that's taken main stage. Um, and I've been so scared, so embarrassed, so ashamed, so, uh, worried about what it says about me, um, what it might mean is true about me that I've been completely incapable or unwilling uh, or unable to um, really share it. Even, even when I know that that's how we deal with, you know, that's the only way to deal with shame is to bring it out into the light. Um, you know, is to tell, is to speak it, um, to talk about it, um, to to make it seen and known um, that's the only way to overcome shame you know is to bring it into the light um, I, ha- I haven't been able to up till now, up till now and I, I don't even know if this counts because I, I have no you know there is pr- 
precisely zero people aware that I have a podcast. Um, so I don't even know if this counts as bringing it into the light, but, um, I guess this is maybe the first step, uh, in doing so. So, hmm.